Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, loves. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks. I am so excited to have Dana Bridget with us today. Uh, She is a former teacher turned essential oil educator whose passion is helping others treat their families naturally and also create a work from home business via doTERRA. And did I say doTERRA correctly or do I say it another way? That that's good. Yeah. Doterra, doTERRA. So both work. That is awesome. Well, I'm so thank you for taking time and sharing about your own inner wisdom and your intuition and divine guidance, whatever you call it. What do you call it, Dana? Thank you for having me. Yes, to all of those. I switch it up too. So divine guidance, um, inner voice. Divine guidance is probably my most common, but yeah, just mm-hmm. the voice of the soul the heart, yes, (laughs) spirit, your guides, your angels, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just say spirit or divine guidance to encompass everything, to make sure that people feel comfortable saying and sharing whatever feels right for them. Um, because it's really not up to me to determine who you're chatting with. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So have you always listened to your divine guidance or has it been a progression? Talk to me about that. Yeah, uh, definitely a progression. So I feel like, you know, like with everybody, I've always had it, but I don't think I knew that. Right. So Mm -hmm. I feel like intuition is the thing that some people think some people have it and some people don't. And that's not true. So we all have it and we all are born this way and we have this inner compass and system that's always guiding us, always, you know, telling us next steps and helping support we have that support. So for me, I did not, I wasn't aware of it, you know, so I did grow up religious, but that didn't really, it was just church once a week. And I feel like it was a good introduction to that. There's something outside of us and that there's, you know, there's something, there's God source supporting us, guiding us, but it didn't, I don't remember in church ever hearing, uh, you know, the priests talk about how to actually connect with it Mm -hmm. and how to hear and listen. So for me, that came later Um, when I was teaching public school, I started, I was feeling a lot of stress as a new teacher and there was a lot happening. So uh, I started yoga and I feel like that was kind of my connection point into Um, coming into quiet and stillness and I had an amazing first yoga um, teacher she was just she was so good and she brought us through all the the yoga postures but then we always did a relaxation at the end and a meditation and that was really my first experience of just this calm and it was amazing I'm like wow I've gone my whole life without knowing that I could feel this way and I really needed needed that especially at this time um and it was amazing even just five minutes of that it was like my spirit was just craving more so I actually started when I was a teacher 
to when my students would go for PE or music class. And I knew I had, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes I would just go and close my close my door and turn off the lights so that it looked like, you know, I wasn't in there and sit at the table in the back of my classroom. And I would just, I would just sit in quiet. So I wouldn't even call it like, I wasn't trying to meditate. It was just like, let me just be <laughs> in quiet and in silence. And that to me, it's like, even though I had a million things I could be doing as a teacher, right? Like there's so much, there's always more to prepare for the lessons and everything. It was just when I gave myself those few minutes to sit in silence and just be, it was like that did so much more for me than it had I spent all that time in preparation, reading or preparing. And it just, re it was like a recharge of my batteries. Um, mm -hmm. It's the way I felt. So that, that for me was how, how it started was just finding pockets of time where I could sit and be in quiet. Um, and even if it was five minutes, I just started to notice that I would start yeah, just feeling differently, just feeling, um, feeling more inspired, feeling more connected. And sometimes just a way to come back to myself so that I could be present for people. So I think that for me, that's how it started. And then I definitely did a, a more of a deep dive into that. And I did a 10 day meditation retreat because something in my soul was just telling me like, I need more of this. I need to go deeper. Looking back, I cannot believe I did that. It was crazy experience, 10 days. And we meditated like 10 hours a day. So that was intense. But for me, I think it was just what, what I was needing to really further learn how to hear this guidance system and just start the process basically of rewiring my system to be able to, to just know that I could create my own path so that, you know, it's like at the time I didn't know where this was leading me, but eventually I went into entrepreneurship and took these steps, but I don't think I would have had the courage to take those steps if it didn't start with that meditation and learning how to come back to myself and connect to that inner voice. So yeah, so that's how. When you're talking that it was what you needed, what was going on that you felt like you needed that? Yeah, I was feeling just a lot of overwhelm, I would say at the, all I had to do as a new teacher and all what, what that entailed and just being out of college and getting used to all of that. So it just felt like a lot. It just felt like overwhelm. And it felt like my mind was constantly think, thinking, you know, and that wasn't, um, of course we can use our thoughts productively, but it's like, there comes a point where it's just not, um, not productive and it's going into taking a new, taking me out of feeling at peace, right. Feeling, feeling centered. So I think it was just that feeling and getting a, a taste of what it was to come back to myself through yoga that put me on that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you were meditating, like in the classroom and stuff, and you said that when you had meditated for five, 10, 30 minutes, and it, it just recharged your batteries, did it give you any um, clarity, probably peace, but what clarity did it bring you? 
because if you're feeling overwhelmed with everything you needed to do as a teacher, did it provide you with any clarity of like what was actually important or next steps? Yeah, so that's a great question. So it definitely, it, it became interesting as I continued on this path because I really started to um, implement meditation every day, you know, during school, but then also I would do my own practice at home and typically in the morning and at night. And it's interesting because what clarity was coming was that teaching might not be my path. So it's kind of, it started to move me into a whole different direction. And that happened gradually. I stayed in teaching for six years and I started having the intuitive feeling that it might not be my path, maybe two years in. So I still, you know, continued for a while before I felt ready and before it was the right time to kind of go to the next step. But that's, that's what happened is that I started to realize, okay, this might not be my forever. I remember seeing other teachers that were, I don't know, in their sixties and had been in the school for, you know, 20 years. And I just thought, I don't think this is like, I would look ahead to my future. And I would just feel like, I don't, I don't feel like this is it. I don't feel like I'm going to be in the schools, <laughs> you know, this many years later. So it's like, okay, I know there's something different. And I know that I, I feel like this isn't it, but I didn't know what the next steps would be. Mm -hmm. um, but through a series of events, um, I actually went through a breakup and that was a lot of a, you know a big emotional event for me in my life and I had um also just beyond yoga started reading spiritual books and things like that and I started learning and um through a book one thing led to another and I found this um nutrition school, nutrition program. It was, I looked up this author of a book and through doing that, you know, it's like we find one thing and then yeah. I thought, okay, let me look up this author's name. And then somehow that led, I'm trying to remember all the little pieces, but yeah, that led me to um, seeing this nutrition school, Institute for Integrative Nutrition online. And it was one of those moments where right away I knew like I have to do that. And for me, that was rare for me. I would call myself an overthinker or, you know, to make like a big life decision, I would be like, well, maybe this, maybe, you know, it was just like making lists, writing in my journal to just overthinking it. And with that, uh, when, as soon as I saw this program and I read the description, it was like instantly, like I have to do this. So that was really powerful for me because I feel like that's my first time. I'm sure I had moments before that, but I'm just really remembering how strongly I felt the yes to that. So, mm -hmm. and that put me on a completely different trajectory in my life. So was, when, yeah. you, when you said you felt that yes, my question then that came up was, is that how you receive? Is it a feeling? Is it an audio like yes, or an audible, I should say? What, how do you receive? Yeah, I would say for me, it's more of a feeling. I know everybody has different ways that they receive their guidance. Sometimes I do, I feel like I hear um, messages and uh, so hearing things, but also feeling, feeling is probably my strongest thing. It's just like um, something in my, my being, my soul just felt like I need to do that. And it was really strong. So it's not always that strong. So sometimes I do have to tune into it 
further. But in that case, you know, that was like a right away. I knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about Where for you? Has... What's your... What, what, what'd you say? How about for you? What, how do you? Oh, how do I receive? How do I receive information? Um, I started off with just as a feeling like it would be, I didn't, I knew that I had a connection. I didn't really understand that there was spirit or divine guidance at the time. There was just this inner knowing that I had this connection and I've had it since I was like three-ish. I mean, it's for as long as I could remember, really. <laughs> so I did not listen all the time though. There is a whole story behind that. But for me, it was, I would go on what I would call intuitive walks just to stay curious on what this was. And it started off if I just made up my own rule. So if it's light, it's bright, it's heavy, it's no, the light would almost pull me forward and the heavy would kind of pull me back. So I would just ask yes or no questions such as, do I take a right? So I'd be like on this walk, <laughs> like, do I take a right? And I liked doing those because there was no expectation um, or anybody relying on me to provide any answers. It was just me discovering and learning and connecting and figuring out what it is that I'm doing. So that's how it started. And obviously now I'm able to channel and connect on like, it's all audio. Like it literally is like someone is like right here and and it's progressed. So it was a uh, mediumship and I could connect to those loved one souls. And then those, there, there was a few souls that were messing with my oldest daughter when she was an infant. And I said, no, thank you. That's not how I'm going to roll. I'm not going to have you messing with. And I asked spirit to change up my gift. And that was, <laughs> I would probably do it a little <laughs> bit differently because that was a really rough, rough nine months to a year of being basically disconnected and having like no sense of anything and going from being plugged in to being unplugged, ah, not fun. Like it was not fun at all. I was like, wow, this is how like some people live. That would be really boring. <laughs> so it made me appreciate my connection. And then it turned into just connecting with spirit, just there was no like loved one connection, just um, let's say angels and guides and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Now I connect with another soul, the person that I'm connecting with either in one-on-one -on -one or groups or whatnot as a collective whole or the actual individual's soul comes up and, and starts speaking. And it's like speaking through me. I allow the, the soul to have, I allow it to have its voice um, through me. And so that way it comes out as I, so when I'm speaking for the soul that I'm speaking with, for the human that's right, right, right in front of me, then it comes out as I, like, I would like to do this. I came into your body because of this. This is what I am. You're like, this is why I'm here. Um, and if it is a collective whole source, creator spirit, that sort of thing, then I just, then it's, it's a we that comes out. So I, I've honed in on it and it's changed and I think it always changes and evolves and grows as we evolve, grow, elevate all the things. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I agree. Yep. There's different parts to it. I love the game. I love that game that you play. Just oh. it's like, I think that's such a great way to, to start. Like if you're not on the path yet of, of course, yeah. I'm like, getting why? Questions, but you know, to just to play like that, I feel like to keep things 
keep things fun and not so serious and mm-hmm. you know well, I was, I was living on Treasure Island, Florida. So I was living on like Isle of Capri on Treasure Island. So there was water all around. So there was a lot of like dead ends. Like I had to make a decision on right or left. And so, yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun because there was not a lot of like, go straight, you know, continue. Like it, there was no, like, it was like, well, girlfriend, you have a left or a right. Like, so I would have to ask, do I go right? No. All right. So I turned left, you know, or, um, and finally, on that walk, the first walk, it led me to the Gulf of Mexico. And I was like at the water. I'm like, well, not Jesus. Going to have to make a decision here, folks. <laughs> and that's how I would talk to spirit. It's just been like, all right, what's going on? I can't go straight. So, <laughs> and, and then that's when I was like being kind of sarcastic and sassy. And I was like, all right, which way? And I heard go right. And I was like, whoa. I can hear something like that's fun. And so I just kept walking right. And it was heading towards um, Madeira beach that I think that's Madeira beach, like, uh, like to like the intercoastal, um, uh, I don't know, whatever waterway. And I was walking up Gulf of Mexico and like the beach there. And all of a sudden I heard stop. And I was like, Oh, that's abrupt. Okay. And I, it was like, turn right. And so I was like, okay. And there was just this uh, walkway, boardwalk across from like a parking lot area to the beach. And then spirit says right here. And like where where I was standing, this is where you'll marry Craig. So I had gotten divorced like a year prior to this, moved to Florida, changed up my whole life, was just starting to quote unquote, wake up. Craig and I were not at the let's marry each other stage because I was still like uh, still healing from, from divorce, trying to figure out what's next in my life. Right. And, and then I hear this and I'm like, huh, all right. So, I mean, a few years after that, a year probably after that, I can't remember, uh, Craig asked me to marry him and he asked me to marry him in Chicago on a business trip when I was up there with him. And on, on the flight home, we planned our wedding for six weeks after, after the, that proposal. Cause I mean, why not? Who cares? Right. Like we're at, we're, we're at an age where we're like, let's not wait like a whole year and plan this big shindig. Like we both been married before. Let's just like make it fun and what we really want. And, and so I said to him, I was like, I know where we can, I know where we're to get married. And he's like, what? And I was like, well, I've known for like over a year. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like how in the world and I was like I actually got my wedding dress too <laughs> he's like, what I said well I was at Dillard I think it was Dillard's no Dillard's is up north well what would this be it was in the south eh, it doesn't matter I was at a store and um and I walked past this like sales rack and I was like like it like again like a stop like a pull almost like like for it, like I couldn't go forward. And I was like, what's that? And so it was like, it was almost like someone was walking my body, like go over here, here you go, here you go. And so I was like, I walked up to the sales rack and there was this long, like ivy, ivory colored dress. And I pulled it off the rack and I heard, this is what you'll, you'll wear on your wedding day. <laughs> I'm like, like my wedding dress. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, 
Craig hasn't even proposed yet. Like we're not, we're not there yet. Like I, like you keep, you keep telling me where and now the dress. Like hold your horses there, spirit. <laughs> and so I got it. It was, it was, it was cheap. It was on the sales rack. So I, I hid it in the closet because I'm like, we are not telling this to people that have not. <laughs> Like you're gonna think, oh, Sarah's planning that wedding. Oh, there she goes. No, <laughs> it's like both girls. They both came to me yeah. at times that I was like, "What, children?" Ah, <laughs> and their souls came and they told me their name, and I'm like, "Well, I guess I need to bring you in physically." So here we go. <laughs> so you did it. I know that's all we got. We just keep rolling. Just keep taking taking those actions so um so where has listening to your divine guidance led you yeah so so I did end up leaving teaching so that was the first big step for me that was I remember just the feeling I had in my stomach when I actually had to make the decision you know final never final but in my mind it felt very final it's like okay let me then I went down to talk to my principal about it talk to the principal of the school and make it a final choice I remember this feeling so it was like but the knowing was still strong enough that I knew I had to do it even with that um extreme you know discomfort and fear that was there and all that was arising so that was a big step for me because I was leaving my career, right? The only one I had known, the only one I felt like I had been trained for and all these things that we were, were taught, you go to school and you get this training and this is what you do. So that was, for me, that was huge, a huge shift. And so I had already started nutrition school and started on another path. And um, that divine guidance, again, was just so strong. And through that nutrition program, I actually went to Costa Rica on a trip and that was another really big just uh, turning point for me because at the time I was in Virginia teaching school in Virginia and Costa Rica is obviously very different. <laughs> Not Virginia, the, the ocean. And I was in this little town called Nosara. It's so beautiful and everything was just, I felt like time was just slower and my spirit was just, it felt very at peace and um, at the same time expansive and just open and I just felt so good and I really had this thought come up of I don't want to just come to vacation like I don't want to feel this just on vacation I want to live this right like I want this to be my life and I don't think I have to move to Costa Rica it didn't feel like you know I had to be to co in Costa Rica but it was like this strong sense of I want this feeling all the time and I want to live like this. And I remember sitting down and on the beach and I read and I wrote a mission statement. And on that mission statement at the time I wrote down that I want to help. My mission is to help mothers find an alternative for uh, a natural alternative to medication. Cause that was a really um, big passion of mine. And growing up, I was exposed to holistic living from my mom. And then my dad was more um, the traditional medical, you know, and you take a pill. And so, so they had different, um, different viewpoints on those things. And so I got both experiences as a child, but then going into teaching in public school, a lot of the, um, there was a lot happening where um, students were being put on medications and things like that. So 
that being said, I know there's, you know, a time and a place for those things, but my, my soul was telling me, okay, I know there are other things and other ways to go about doing things that might be possible to be explored. And it was just like a curiosity. And um, of course, through nutrition. And so during that time in Costa Rica, when I was writing my mission statement, I wrote that my mission is to help mothers to have an alternative to find a natural alternative, to be able to treat their children naturally so that they can thrive. And, and then I started writing down all these, you know, ways to do that. And I wrote yoga and aromatherapy. And it was just like, I just, my pen was just moving and I was just writing all these bullet points. And then it was years later that I found that piece of paper and it was like, I got chills all over my body. It was one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, all of these things have happened. Like I found a children's yoga uh, training program and I got certified to teach kids yoga. And that was um, part, a big part of my path. And then I found doTERRA, which is um, essential oils and natural wellness. And that became a huge part of my career. And it's now, um, it's now a really big part. And most of my job centers around that now, my work and my mission. So I just went through the list and I'm like, wow, <laughs> my soul was, you know, knowing that all of this was coming up. So it's been an, definitely an adventure. And this was all happening like I said, that happened in Costa Rica, but then along the way I moved. So I did end up moving to, to Florida. So that was interesting because here I was, you know, from this trip in Costa Rica, feeling like I want this, the ocean and I love the ocean energy. Never thought I would live in Florida. Just to me, Florida was where retired people live. Like <laughs> I just felt like this is what I just went and visited my grandparents there once a year. So to me, that was Florida. It was like retirement communities. And, but something um, happened on my path where my aunt actually needed help with her, her girls and her nanny had to leave. And I got the opportunity to, to go to Florida. So that put me on this whole path. And here I was now connected to the ocean and I got to see dolphins every day on my walk. And, um, and after four years in Florida, I started getting the nudge pretty strongly to go to California and made the leap and went there. And um, so I've, I'm still on the West Coast, but now I'm in Sedona, Arizona. So the, yeah, the path has been a beautiful adventure and I'm continuing to follow and to listen. And it's just been amazing. I never, never would have predicted that I would be, you know, living right now in Sedona, able to fully work on my own time schedule and help people and yeah really create my life around freedom and adventure and fun and possibilities so I'm just so grateful that is so beautiful I uh, when you were talking have you made a thought came to me is have you made another list just like you made the list with the aromatherapy the the children's yoga has more has your soul been talking more about what what's next yeah, I love that you asked that. I love, I love writing in general, writing things down. So, and that my mission statement has changed and, and evolved and I still love helping mothers, um, but it's also kind of grown from there to encompass um, really inspiring and empowering women and men as well. Although I work mostly with women, but I have started to open more to men too, but inspiring people to, to be able to create their life uh, on, you know, 
on their terms and what feels, what lights up their soul and what feels just exciting and fun. So to me, um, helping people to create that financial freedom and that, that life that just feeds their soul, that has become a huge part of my passion. And a lot of that has been through writing and through journaling. So sometimes it's lists, sometimes it's just uh, just writing for guidance. I did that recently. I uh, just moved to a new home and it was interesting because I was really, really going back and forth about this move. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping that well in my, in my other home, but it was just the airflow. I don't know, it was a nice home, but it was just something was weird about the airflow but the location was amazing. So it was like two minutes from my favorite restaurant here and juice, juice bar and just a really, really good location. But I really felt like I could be sleeping or, and sleeping better in another place, like another home popped up that looked beautiful. And I really was going back and forth in my mind with it. And I thought, let me just sit down and write. It's like, sometimes I forget, right? That I have these tools. And I had, I reminded myself that I can write. One thing that I like to do is write a question to my higher self, to my soul, to my spirit, and then receive guidance and see what comes through the writing. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And I wrote down, okay, if I stay, here's what I'm feeling. And I just kind of let it all out on paper and just wrote everything. And then I asked the question, what's for my highest, you know, which home is for my highest. And the answer really came through. And they said, you're, when you move, um, or if you choose to move to the new home, your, what it said is your, um, your vibration will rate, like it will raise your energy, it will raise your vibration. And, and then uh, the guidance that I got was you can stay in this home and that's okay too. If you stay, we'll give you exercises to do to, <laughs> raise, to raise your energy and to raise your vibe. So I was like, hmm. I'm like, well, I'm open to exercises. However, if I could just move to a home that's going to be, if the home itself is going to be more supportive to my energy, let me do that. So, so that's one way that I do receive guidance is through writing. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, just, just this week. <laughs> I love it. I love that you asked what is, what is for my highest? That is, mm -hmm. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So let's see here. Any other advice that you would like to share with those listening today, wanting more floating on a cloud moments? Yeah, I would say, I would say just, to not to know that you can start wherever you are and find pockets of peace in your day and pockets of even you know two minutes five minutes where you can go within and sometimes even just placing your hand on your heart closing your eyes and just connecting within what am i feeling what is my soul sharing with me what does my soul want to teach me in this moment one thing that I like to, to do in the morning and to ask in the morning is where would you have me go? Who would you have me connect with? Like put me on my highest path. And that is, I, I think I read that in a book or something and something like that in the morning. It really is amazing how that can direct your day and it doesn't take that long. So I think with people, a lot of times hearing like meditation, they feel like it's like this whole thing that you have to 
carve out an hour a day and if that's not the case um, mm -hmm. if you have that great but just know that you can always start where you are and also nature. I feel like the power of nature has just been such a gift for me in connecting and learning to hear my soul. Because when we're in nature, just, you know, that's, we are connected to spirit. Um, even just taking time with a tree. It's amazing what that does. Sometimes I just literally go and just sit next to a tree and it's like, I just feel so much um, like a recharge. So to take time every day to be in nature in some way, I think is one of the most amazing things that we can do to feed our souls. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all those steps. And I love just connecting, just what you had shared, connecting, placing your hand on your heart and that nature and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, just take it, just decide, just decide to connect and see yeah. what comes up. Maybe what, what we're worrying about isn't even what we're supposed to be worrying about. And maybe there is this, this clarity that, that that will come. How do we connect with you? So I have a website, which is acircleofabundance.com. And you can contact me through there. There's a contact page, but also my email is oils, O-I-L-S with Dana, D-A-N-A, -A, at Gmail. So those would, those would be the best places. Awesome. I will put them in the description. So please cruise on over, click in the description, and you'll be able to uh, click on those links. So thank you so much, Dana, for your time and energy. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Please feel free to share this with all your friends and family. Review this, um, especially on Apple Podcasts and... So much love to y'all. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Mm -hmm.